What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Coffee Bar Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Garrett, and this is... Jesse, the greatest. The greatest the of The one and only. The man, the myth, the legend. What's the, the other one? The actual factual. That's it. That's why I couldn't remember the other day. Episode, episode number, who knows? We're just rolling with it. Yeah, I think lucky Was number seven. seven. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I honestly didn't think we'd get it past two, maybe three. <laughs> didn't 2. think 5. we had it Yeah. <laughs> Hard week this week. Only Tuesday. Only Tuesday. I'm not looking forward to the rest of it, if I'm being honest. But but who cares hey. about Tuesday? Because we got a guest. It's true. We do have a guest. Excited about this <laughs> one. This is one of the original guests that we wanted to bring on, that I wanted to bring on. Um, honestly, didn't think it was going to happen, because <laughs> it was, it was going to take uh, either a lot of shots of tequila or like a, a strong begging. But uh, we have Jim, the bartender, the greatest ever to do it. In the world. You are far too kind with all that. You know? Uh, told me everything I know. You're the, you're the, the man. We originally planned to have him make us some drinks, yeah. but it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. <laughs> uh, Jim's got to drive pretty far. Maybe part two, we come down to your place, and then you show us all the skills. You got to do one on set. Take it somewhere on set. We'll mm. go sit a bar somewhere. Let's do it. I'm sure we could probably do a dirty bar. Mm-hmm. A really dirty bar. We're well, the only ones I go to. <laughs> it's very true. It's very true. Uh, I don't know from experience, actually. I do. I support do. your local dive bar. Oh, God. A lot of support. They need to start supporting us. <laughs> yeah. Um, one Try. day you tell the story without any names about when I took you to that one spot with a dude talking about the shotgun for an entire evening. <sighs> you can have fun with that one. Just that don't use a, names. Hey, I won't use names. I won't talk about that on air either. That was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, I mean, most of everybody, you guys know me. I'm a pretty um, sheltered person. Came, False. Came from a little, uh, little family in the county. Not true. Fucking Leo's. Didn't know a lot about the city. <laughs> And I go out one drinking with Jimbo, or go out one night drinking with Jimbo, and uh, I was shook, as the youth say, <laughs> um, to my core. I looked at Jim, and I, I honestly didn't know if it was reality. <laughs> the story, like the words that was coming out of this guy's mouth, I was just like, "What year is it?" <laughs> I honestly thought I was. I, I didn't last know. year, or two years ago. It was two years ago. It was, I remember it was like I wasn't. You were still working at Dempsey's. That was your mindset. You were asking, you didn't know oh, what year what it was. Year was. <laughs> Dude, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't want to be there anymore. I think Jim saw, I think I went pale. Like, I went. You did kind of a little bit. The guy scared me. Like, and he was just casually talking to me, like, if I had known him for like 20 years, except for Jim had known him for 20 years. And I was just like an innocent bystander in the whole conversation. It's <laughs> a good way to word it. But he was like talking to me. And I'm like, mm, I don't really want to be here any longer. <laughs> Can we just do this one shot, aka the fourth shot, fourth beer, and just leave? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll tell you guys the details about that story later. That was a crazy one. I honestly, I don't even remember names. I don't even remember what he looked like. I just remember the the words coming out and the fear. It was not fun. Yeah, um, yeah. So obviously, I know Jim from bartending. Um, I've known Jim for five years. Gosh, it's been that long. I think I know I know you just as long as I know and Sean. Wow. When I was serving tables, started serving tables at Dempsey's. Met you. Yeah, that's five years. I was just a little tyke. Trying to work my way in there. Yeah. <laughs> you did just like fine with that. Yeah, I didn't do too bad. 
But yeah, so Jim is a call career bartender. You know, yeah, pretty much. And uh, you've been everywhere, done it all, had some good times, had some bad. I wish times. I remembered more of them. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> That's also a downfall to bartending. You spend a lot of time on both sides of the bar. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, you don't bartend anymore. Nope. But it's not a bad thing. You're enjoying a different side of life, traveling it's a lot. It's a nice more. change. Yeah, it's not a permanent, but it's a nice change. Yeah, you know, you're in, you're enjoying other things in life that you didn't have. Um, yeah, there's a lot of truth there. Like that nice little pickup truck you had up front. Yeah, that was good. It's still good. And uh, other than that, you're trying to think the big things. I'm trying not to point at the obvious one in the room, but oh, please do. Huge fly fisherman. Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of that. I don't. Honestly, I don't know anybody fishes more. Like I, I could introduce you to a few people. I will. <laughs> I don't know many. <laughs> and I mean, you were out there today. You uh-huh. went fishing this morning, and you're like, "What's not showing It's the best. Yeah, like I just got out of the river. I'm like, dude, spend all day there. I don't mm-hmm. care if you get here at nighttime; it doesn't matter to me. But um, and I would say. Other than being a really good friend, good bartender, and somebody I've known for a while, he has been a uh, pillar in my wisdom and advice. Oh, there's your first you know, mistake. Database that I've had for people. <laughs> um, fun fact: never seen the movie Cocktail, and Jim started referring to me as a jet set bartender, and I didn't know what that was. He made me watch Bartender, and uh, I mean Cocktail. And it turns out I am Tom Cruise when he flies away to that nice island and enjoys himself some sun. Because Jim said, anytime you have a day that you can get away from yourself, that's what you do. That's exactly what I did. But, yeah. Jesse doesn't know that much. Jesse met Jim one time at Daily Grind at Fells Point, And he's like, that's the guy. That's the, that's, <laughs> that is the guy. I'd be curious to hear the stories you heard previous. Um, None actually. I'm no, still I tried. Car. I tried not to keep. I wanted to have you on a podcast. So like, it's been different because as of before last, uh, not last podcast, but two like, two podcasts ago, Jesse's known everybody we brought on the show, mm. right? So like he like we both have known them, so we know enough that the stories aren't as good because they've heard all the big stories, but we they haven't heard all the fun stuff. So I try to keep some of that secretive so we can talk about it on so i guess small disclaimer i have friends (laughs) (laughs) everyone's saying garrett has brought on but i have friends and if you're out there and want to come on just reach out we want to have you on believe me we know it may be weird we're recording in my house but yeah oh it's a professional little setup you got (laughs) here it's pretty good you know All what I mean? It's the AstroTurf. AstroTurf. I mean, it's like we're on a field. It's like a, it's like a professional press conference. Mm. It's like we like simulate golf in this room a little bit. It's pastime. It's here. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> but no, we'll have beer of your choice, liquor of your choice, and coffee. Probably of our choice. Either or the both. Fiends. Either Same or time. both. Yeah. It's a, it's a nice mix. Um, so I've already kind of talked about how we met. I mean, it's... I don't know. You were like the the guy I had to look up to because bartending down at Dempsey's, dude, I would I would have ran away real quick, honestly, if you weren't there. It would have been, been a, fine. Yeah, sure. I met my wife there, but other than that, <laughs> honestly, not that great. Not, no, I'm at work. I'm at work. Not my wife. My wife is great. I'm glad I get to go home after this. Is anybody else looking for a roommate? 
Um, yeah. Jim's not a big baseball fan. Not at all. Worked at Dempsey's and hated all the games. Hated all the fans coming in there hooting and hollering, but at the same time, secretly loved when the Orioles lost because he got to point and make fun of them for being dumb and liking sports. I never <laughs> cared one way or the other. I just want them to spend money. Spend it all. I we just, had some good times. Good, mm, nice. Big, it was wholesome fun in that place. It was. Big. Honestly, I got a huge shout out to Leroy. Mm, I haven't seen him in too long. I saw Leroy uh, roughly probably right before COVID started. And he's doing good. I know he's uh, liking what he does now. Mm. You know, I know his. I know, uh, he's dude, super proud of his son. His son does IT for Southwest. No, his son's a good dude, and he just flies around. And the w- weird thing is, is, I actually knew his son before I uh, worked at Dempsey's. I played kickball with him two years prior to that, like for two years, hmm. and then that's how I. I don't know. I guess I got laid off, and me and Alex were like looking for jobs, and Grant was like, "Can you guys pass drug tests?" <laughs> and even that was like loose. It was because it, I'm not going to name any names, but if one of us couldn't pass a drug test, then one of us were supposed to go get this drink and drink it and then come show up for the thing. Again, not naming any names. Um, <laughs> so we enjoyed uh, that whole process because that was pretty much have you guys ever bar- or have you guys ever served? I want to be a bar back or a, a food runner. That's why I applied. That's what we both mm-hmm. applied for. And we went in there like because it, we interviewed at the same time. Laughing, joking, and Leroy's like, what are you guys applying for? So you guys are going to be servers, 100%. And dude, <laughs> he was good at his job. Yeah, me and Alex ran amok, and we loved it. And uh, Definitely credit to Leroy for hiring us. It was a good time. And then I met Jimbo and got yoked up behind the bar second year. Learned everything I know about uh, what to say, what not to say. Not to sing songs to Jim uh, in the middle of a rush because he'll tell me it's the dumbest song he's ever played. Um, <laughs> I probably said it even if it wasn't a rush. What was it? God, what was it? it was, uh, I don't even remember that, but I think it was Lump by is that band We Are the Presidents. Oh, uh, yeah, Presidents of the United States. Yeah, that's it. Lump. Yeah, because that'll get stuck in my head and for the next Jim, three like, days. Screamed at me. How many times have you heard me scream? Twice. That time, <laughs> that time, <laughs> and the one time you and me got into like really big argument behind the bar. And I don't even remember what it was about, but it was something. And it was funny because we all laughed about it like the next day that yeah, we sure. got into an argument. Because I don't remember any of it, so. No. <laughs> it was good. How did you, I want to say, how did you get into bartending? I kind of know the story. Mm. But like, what got you into it? Money. Money? That's it. Yeah. Money. I started dating a girl who wasn't working. I was doing landscaping. Really? She got a job waiting tables. She would work a Friday night. I'd drop her off and pick her up. She'd, well, maybe not drop her off, but I would go and meet her after she was done. She would work six hours on a Friday night and make $450. I would work 50 hours a week digging ditches in the sun and make $420. And I said, this is the wrong line of work for me. So I went to go and pretend to be a bartender. Yikes. Fake it until you made it. Yeah, I went and took two weeks of classes because I didn't drink a drop and I knew nothing about nothing. And then they put me in the, it was like a job placement thing. So they put me in this, they sent me up at this blues bar and I went down there and walked in the door and there was supposedly the story I got from the guy that hired me. There was supposed to be like six guys showing up on whatever Thursday it was. And I was supposed to show up on Friday. Well, when the owner made the phone calls, he didn't, he got his numbers mixed matched. I ended up showing up on Thursday. He was the only one to show up. And the guy hired me. He's like, yeah, you want to start Monday? I said, sure. 
So the owner comes down. And he's like, did you, did you like any of those guys? He's like, none of them showed up. Just this one guy, Jim, and I hired him. He's like, all right, he's supposed to come tomorrow. He's like, he showed up today and I hired him. And then <laughs> six or seven years went by and I was still working in that place. Wow. That turned into home for a very, very long time. Yeah. That's the only reason I'm still in the city. If that bar wouldn't have happened, I'd have, I'd have never stayed in the city. Yeah? Really? Mm-mm. Yeah. That's a, it's a different kind of life. Yeah, it was fun. Was it like upscale or? Oh God, no! We <laughs> say blues bar. I think like um, think of, he's, he, I would say he has no idea. I don't even think it was open when I. No, it closed was. in like oh six or oh seven. I think. Yeah. Do you ever see the movie Black Snake Moan? No, uh, can't say. He's younger than I am. Well, it was relatively recent. It had uh, I don't know the girl and the guy from the. I don't. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Shane, was, can we get a fact check on it that? It was very, very good. Black Snake. Like, for what it, the soundtrack was phenomenal. Mm. So, if nothing else, the soundtrack was really good. good. Black, Black Snake, Snake Moan. It was um, one of the two guys from Pulp Fiction. Black dude says fuck all the time. Samuel Jackson. That guy. It was him. Uh-oh. He was a blues player. Yeah, and him, and then what's her face? Um, Wednesday. Yeah, I was gonna say Wednesday Adams, but yeah, that's the one. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, the soundtrack is really good, but no, the the bar he goes to play, it's called The Bucket of Blood, and it's a dirty, dingy blues bar, and that's kind of what, <laughs> that's what attracted me to that place. It was a plywood bar top. Um, they had pews in the back of this place, <laughs> which is where they, they put them there because the one owner used to videotape all the acts because there was music seven nights a week, two mm-hmm. to five or so acts a day, and he would put the benches in there, the, the blues pews, as he called them. Because that's where they stored all the beer because they had no room. And he wanted people not to be dancing around the way when he was recording the, the band playing. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was – I think I made it three weeks before I had my first shot of whiskey in there. <laughs> and within five or time. six months – yeah, with, well, I didn't drink a drop previous. So, um, within about five months, she was ordering me my own handle of Jim Beam. That was the house wine. Yeah, the house wine. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, we got Das for uh, dinner. Shout out. Das Beer Hall. Supplying all the needs you need, uh, especially during quarantine. We went up there and Jim saw somebody I hadn't seen in a couple of years. And the guy was like, oh, you want some of the house wine? Like, you want to do a house wine? And he came over to me and said that because I was going to Miller Life, Miller High Life Pony that they have with the shot of Amarino. I ordered two and they didn't have any, which is heartbreaking. <laughs> and I asked Jim, like, you want anything? I said, oh, no, I'm not drinking. He just asked me if I want some of the house wine. I'm like, I didn't even know they serve wine here. He's like, and they told me a story. I was like, oh, see? Yeah, it's you don't get that kind of knowledge on the outside looking in. You really don't. You like the musical aspect? That turned into it was annoying. No, it 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 turned into not the right word to use, but like institu- institutionalized. Like I started there and was just like, yeah, whatever, it's blues music. And then after a while, I got to be like, all right, this is kind of getting old. I've heard Mustang Sally three times a day for the last <laughs> year and a half. And then it got to the point where like that's bar music to me. If it's not some kind of blues or you know, like swing jazz or zydeco or something like that because that's what a lot of it was in there and that place probably had some of the best music i will ever see in my life um just because those guys were in there and they loved it but yeah no that's that's yeah that was a dirty dingy hole and it was home for a (laughs) long time yeah and then after that you went on to kind of like open up help run a bar well that place closed. I ended up in Towson for a while, and I was also in some another place in Fells, and the Towson place didn't go the way I wanted it, and then it was another place in Fells. Uh, I bounced through a few of them, and I ended up at Bar for a long time, 
Then bar left. is closed. Bar yeah. bar. Bar bar. Bar bar. That's bar bar. The yeah. bar bar. The bar bar. Two liters. Bar bar. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bar bar. Yeah. In, the, in the pictures on Google, because um, I was like, we should meet here, and another, they saw it, and they were like, ah. For people that notes. can't make sense of this, it's a bar that's just called bar because that's yeah. all it is. There's a black and white sign off front <laughs> above the door that says bar. Yep. Um, it got bar bar, I believe, because when they opened bar Baltimore, people were saying they're going to bar. They meant bar Baltimore, and locals are like no man bar bar oh bar bar and that's kind of how that kind of stuck i think it probably was way before that but that's the story i was told yeah so we went on it like a, I don't know a bar crawl i guess um march you took him into bar bar no we tried I, to. I wanted to start there because uh-huh. we all parked we got a, got poppy's tacos and then we we're walking down i was like hey let's hit this corner bar right here let's start here that's always the best place to start because i know we can drink a couple beers you know, pretty cheap. I mean, we can go out in the nicer bars, which I don't mind staying in the smaller, dingier bars. But mm-hmm. uh, I think, honestly, because I drank a lot with you in Pulse Point, that's why I have that emotion. But um, I'm sorry. they were closed. And you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so I, te- I think I texted you. I was like, hey, is bar closed? And you said, no, I think the owner has the flu or something. Yeah. So they just shut it down for two weeks. And this she, was- she ended up getting really sick and she died not too long ago. Really? Yeah, some kind of cancer, I think. Finally wow. got her. Yeah, that sucks. It was, probably, it was probably around honestly the same time. Like it was. It might have been that time. Damn. The daughter's sucks. taking it over, mm-hmm. but she doesn't know what she wants to do with it yet. And I don't know whether how long it's going to take before she opens it up or does anything with it. I wonder if she's going to sell it. Um, she'd be the hero. Go back. <laughs> I honestly tried to buy it before I bought my house. I talked to the woman that owned it a couple times. We sat down and talked numbers, and that was going to be you know I was going to buy it because it was three stories, and it had a garage. So my thought was, you know, garage would be a small kitchen, second story would be seating, third story would be my home, and then I could just run the whole show from there. Yeah. But yeah, the numbers she was talking were just out of my my realm of understanding. By the time I would have paid her off the, you know, half a million bucks for the building, the property, the license, whatever it was, then it's like new building codes and all, all kinds of stuff. I mean, and, a, and then it's another million bucks for that. It's really, it's hard to fathom that kind of okay i'll pay that because mm-hmm. like i was just talking to you earlier about that about my ideas that i don't want to talk to anybody else everybody else knows but um like the building that i like right down the street they're asking like nine hundred and fifty thousand, and that's no license because it wasn't a bar before mm-hmm. no renovations so i'm like i'm like a million and a half in i'm like before you even start i can't yeah. comprehend like, i don't have that dozing around you know what i mean i mean oh, need some investors <laughs> yeah we need like some backers and stuff like that like to get a you know a local bar stood up i just don't think perry hall is a place for it i don't no. think i mean i think loonies has a following because like loonies from bel-air and then people have moved down so like, i think well, they started in canton the following went from canton to bel-air well i, I feel like the older people like the people that moved out to the county that didn't go all the way up to bel-air like drop down but mm. i would imagine that's probably where the older people started when they were younger in loonies and canton mm. i've only been there like twice I never really liked the vibe. I get. I went there a handful of times, and most of my buddies I went there with really, really liked it, but it wasn't my thing, especially when they were gone, because they walked in with the standard comb down, flip up sandals and cut off jeans, and yeah. I rolled in there with two foot dreadlocks and kind of mangy looking at all these well-to-do people, and I just didn't fit that crowd. No. Yeah. Hence the dirty blues bar. <laughs> Dreads. I need to do some more tell Jesse Baltimore about bar exploring. Yeah, I think I can should, only count on one hand. I think we should go I think we should go to the uh you know 
the the low key basement dwelling bars that mm. I've the good ones partaken in. Yeah, I mean it's I thoroughly enjoy every night we've gone out and done that. Um, so my experience lies near UMBC. It's like uh, just trivia bars because a bunch of old people live in Catesville. Yeah. And there's this like dingy Korean bar I used to go to a lot. Remember that place you were talking about when you went for your 21st birthday? And you said it was just like a uh, shithole, right? And you got in, taken out. Yeah, Main Street, Westminster. Right. Um, down under. It's below a brewery called Johansson's. Okay. So that sounds perfect. So then think yeah. of that. But just, <laughs> just think about like in the middle of like nice old Fells Point. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like literally I think uh, so the, the one – Hmm. I'm trying to pick out like what like what my favorite would be. I mean, obviously my favorite spirits. Like I don't know why. I think maybe because we spent so many nights there. Mm-hmm. But like that place, they literally have a old. Remember like the Pepsi coolers you would go to like a gas station. They had all the bottles in. You would grab one out of the ice. Tub o fun. Tub o fun. For a dollar, <laughs> you get the bartender. He picks out a beer for you, and if you pick it off like the board, which is like thirty beers, you get. You have to pay for the beer still or whatever. I think it's two dollars, yeah. and but you get a shot of whatever you want. Two dollars. I mean, I'm risking it. Plus, anything he's pulling out of there, I would say fifty percent. I'm going to like it. <laughs> the other fifty yeah. percent, it's going to like. I mean, he has a couple of that were real rough. Like, yeah, no, he had like uh, King. What was it King Cobra? Mm-hmm. Like, nah, dude. Was, <laughs> yeah, uh, Genesee. Genesee cream. He had all of them. Yeah, he had the whole Light, Genesee yeah. line. Yeah. Yeah. It's still in there. I and mean, he's, that tub of fun's still there. Yeah, and again, fifty percent. I would like what he pulled out. Other fifty percent, I'd be like, ugh. I wouldn't play it till I got completely hammered into it. So it wouldn't matter. A lot of people did. I know. That's you I, watched it. Yeah. yeah, I've only been to dog. What's dog the one? Watch. Dog watch. Yeah, dog watch. I've been to dog watch. I've been to Rockwell. Um, been to the place we got tacos, poppies. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been nice. to that place where I was really drunk and left my credit card and I had to go back and get, or Jason went and got it the next day. I think it was Rodos. No, I think it was, <laughs> is, is it like, is it like Alexander's? Oh, Alexander's. Alexander's. Yeah, Alexander's. Alex, yeah. I'm pretty sure they went in there though. I've been well, to, probably. I, I think I've been in every bar up in Nelfell's strip. I mean, that's about it. I, I made it. Really I think of it. I made like a, like me and Shan went into, uh, what is that? Cop- Black Penny? What is it? Penny Black. Penny yeah. Black. That's it. Yeah, oh, we, we made like a more. out of the way step to go get a beer there because we had never been. It's not a bad little spot to you know, get a beer and hang out and relax. Yeah. Was it a place you said they had beers really cheap and they didn't and we were pissed and we were there for like 10 minutes, like Lone Star or something like that? One oh, star. that was in Fed Hill. One Star. They have, uh, okay, well, we went to Fed Hill for after a work function and they're supposed to have the champagne bottles of Miller High Life. Mm. for like five dollars or ten dollars i mean like, yeah that'd be perfect i went in and it was like i don't know it was, i think it was a friday night like oh we only do them like tuesdays and thursdays and i'm like i was pissed yeah i would be too i mean but i was like dude a champagne bottle of high i mean dude it cannot get much better yeah than and this was when we sent you off to buy beer yeah. so you like bought something else and came upstairs and everyone just wanted to go home yeah everybody <laughs> had already ordered ubers and i would have been pissed if i would have ordered like five champagne bottles but i was drinking them hey, just I was there, there, put these gone. on ice i'll be here all night <laughs> Fun fact, it was like one thirty though. It was close to last call. But Drink quick. Is what it is, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Nah. I, and it's because it was after a work function, so we were all in like suits. and Yeah, I mean, we were. <laughs> everyone's reason to get liquored up clothes. and act yeah. like a fool. You're dressed <laughs> we, nice. <laughs> we, went to, we went to Bandito's and, went, and we're there for like six drinks. 
I mean, we were there for a, Idaho. Yeah, we were there for a while, like a while, a while. It was right next to uh, or what used to be Mad River. Mm. I don't know if you like the big. I think I was in there once, bar. maybe yeah. twice. I was in there twice, one time. It took me thirty minutes to get to the back of the bar. That's took me thirty minutes to get back out. I'm like, nah, never again. But then I did go in there because they had like dollar yinglings after a football game. It was like me, Shan, uh, my buddy Dan, and we were just like chugging. It was not good. It was <laughs> bad news. Not fun. It was after a football game. Like we'd watch a football game with somebody. Then we went and got beers at Mad River. It was like the top right. They had like beer pong going down. You remember that? Alex was there too. Alex was there. It might have been. It might, might have been. It might have been a baseball game. Honestly. Dan was there too. I had Alex. Yeah, I don't know. It was a good time. I definitely thoroughly always enjoy that. Um, I don't know. So what made you stay as a bartender for so long? Like laziness. Laziness became easy and it was well paid and yeah, it gets the job simple. done. Yeah. What else did you want? Gives what you want. That's the thing. I never wanted to do anything. You just were. There was nothing I ever really like. I wasn't one of those kids in school. It's like, oh, when I grow up, I want to do this. When I grow up, I want to do that. Yeah. I never had that. I never had any kind of. The last thing I remember saying that I was a kid that I wanted to do was I wanted to be an entomologist when I was in like third grade. What is that? Um, basically like a marine biologist. Okay. Only they study bugs. Oh, okay. So that was that kind honestly of like, makes a lot of sense. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying, just cause I know you very well. And like, and that was something I was into. Yeah. I'll have to show you his Instagram after this, but it's like some of the flies that he ties. First of all, they're this big, but in Instagram, they're huge and they're very <laughs> detailed. I mean, cause Instagram doesn't do it justice because they're, they look like they're the size of like this coffee mug, right? Mm. Like they look like they're really big, but they're literally like. A uh, quarter to a half of an inch under a magnifying glass, he sits there and ties them with. They're like, and I'm not a magnifying glass yet. I still got my own two eyes. Oh, well, sorry, that'll, sorry. Be, that'll, that'll be coming soon enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting well, there. No, I'm, I'm putting it. Yeah, I'm putting you ahead of the head of the horse here. I don't want you to sound too old on uh, documented material. That's yeah, fine. I'm old. I'm, I'm okay with it. <laughs> I was old when I was young. Nah, I'm starting to feel that. Yeah, yeah it's not. It's not ideal. So other than bartending, what was, I mean, I know Trench is going to be, what's your, what was your favorite job? Other than bartending? Probably the coolest job I had was working at Bertucci's many, many years ago. Because it was all a bunch of basically friends that worked the place. And we knew all the managers. So there was a whole lot of partying and shenanigans that went on. (laughs) And between the lunch and dinner rush, like, the management and some of the employees would be rappelling off the top of the the restaurants <laughs> while the other half of the staff was playing wiffle ball and doing other things that um, made the day go by quicker. So one of my top five favorite stories from you, because I have a lot, uh, with <laughs> with you and from you, um, is the one where your buddy walked out in the middle of shift. Oh, the the on the line with the yeah. the pizza. <laughs> I, have you ever worked? You, have you ever worked in a restaurant or anything? Uh, no. Okay, but so, I know how it works. Save yeah. yourself. Don't yeah, do it. it. Just, I mean, he's way ahead of the curve. He's got a great job now. I, I actually have friends that work yeah. in restaurants, so I can go come over for like the post closing. Mm. Yeah, those are, those are the best. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's the best thing to do. Just don't even work in a restaurant. Just just make take, friends with people. Yeah, that, get yeah. get in the tail end. It's like, oh, no. it's closing time. I'll meet you guys because you know it's going to be lit. That'd be great. No, but it like. So obviously you have a rush and you have a bunch of tickets come in and most of the time it's just like ticket tape, just like long, all put up mm-hmm. and then you start right to left and I'll let you tell. It's your story and I think it'll be fine. It wasn't my story. It was my buddy. He, uh, him and the server got into it a little bit and he had had enough. 
So her tickets were coming out, and he was just crumpling them up, throwing them on the floor, crumpling them up, throwing them on the floor, crumpling them up, throwing them on the floor. And then other tickets were coming, he's just crumpling them up, throwing them on the floor. And finally, he's like, I'm out. He went, walked off the line, went back, went in the thing, changed his clothes, walked out the back door, and he went and sat at the window outside, and he watched in the window while they came over, and he, he's doing the, I mean, because he tells a better story than I do, and he's, you know, acting this out. He's like, the manager's there, the server's there, they're wondering all, because there's like 30-some tickets that never got made. Now there's 30 tables of people wanting their food and he's just outside giggling and laughing as they're all just losing their mind. If you've never met my buddy, I'll have to make sure you meet him because he tells a good story. That's it. That's like the emotion that all, I'm sure, line cooks want. Oh, yeah. Because, dude. Yeah, he's I a could, legend then. The one yeah. that actually do it. The one that actually did it. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He took a page right out of Waiting. It was yeah. just like, yeah, this is happening. And if you've never seen that movie, That's watch that one. movie. It's hilarious because yeah, it's funny. 100% true. And it's like, I think I think it's actors before their time. Like Dane Cook and then the guy that plays an accepted. Mm-hmm. Like it's like everybody before their peak. Yeah. And it, dude, it's funny. And it was it was accurate all the way around. I do love that one. Best piece of advice you ever gotten? Um... Put you on the spot. <laughs> I mean, I've gotten so much from so many good places. Yeah. It's very true. I've never taken it, but uh, invest in yourself. Yeah. I just roll around and see what happens. I've never really went that route, but that's something I would probably say if I was going to give somebody advice, that would be the first one I'd give them. Yeah. I, uh, I'd say Jim was a crucial point or crucial person in the point from where I started IT because my decision to go into IT was made in his living room. <laughs> um, I remember getting like my phone call about police academy and I was like on the fence. And yeah, I remember it wasn't you. Like me and Chad were still really early in our relationship. So we weren't talking about futuristic plan Jen, I don't think like I, w- I ran it by her and she's like, you know, whatever you want to do. Um, but I don't think she was ever going to be like very direct in telling me like, this is what, I think would be best for us or for our future. Um, and I feel like Jim would always be like very straightforward and honest, even if like it was something I didn't want to hear or even if something you didn't want to tell me. Mm. Um, like if you really thought I was, would have been a you know great police officer and that's what I should do. That's what you felt. You would have told me that even though what you would have been good hated, at it. You would have hated to hear it. You would have been good at it. Oh, Cause you'd have yeah. been good at, you'd be good at whatever it is you want to put your mind to. Easy. I don't want to start blushing and you know, everybody. It's, like, it's a fact. You know, well, I got to walk gotta, out that door soon. My head's going to get so big. Yeah, that's not unusual either. But <laughs> you'd, you'd, have been, you'd have been good at it, but that's not, that's not you. Like yeah. that wasn't your thing. It I mean, was, uh, I always knock them down. So we gotta have someone to pump them up. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. Oh, give me five minutes. I'll take them right back down and peg. <laughs> as, you can, as you can tell, there's no liquor on this table. That would already be happening. <laughs> I say it. <laughs> there would be a lot more statements being thrown around for sure. No, nah, I mean that's. I feel like I've gotten really good advice from you, and working in a bar, the advice comes uh, a little edgier. I think mm. it's not clean cut your dad telling you this is what no, you should do for no, your no, life so it's a different world it comes in different times when you feel like kind of like your world's crumbling down so I, I think that i've gotten some good advice from you um over the years i feel so loved you know sure <laughs> you got you got friends you got friends in little places even though you're not a country place guy. better yeah that's very true mm. i think shannon threw some uh good questions in here i'm i'm Seeing some, oh, there's questions? Yeah. Seeing some good ones. Is there a text message conversation going on <laughs> no, or something? No, no, no. <laughs> no. Shan, Shan like, no, she likes like... An outline. Yeah, Shan likes to do outlines. So you're the organized one of the bunch. Of course. 
of course. And we try to, we don't want to be scripted, but we like to, because I don't, I mean, I know so much about you. It's like, what am I going to ask you? What am I going to ask you? That's why I was leaving up to you. you. Exactly. (laughs) So, you know, so it's like, and then I don't know if Jesse wants to get like too, like, detail because like, I don't know how far I can push Jim. I don't know yet. You know, oh, so dude, it's you like say whatever you want. You, there's nothing you're gonna say or ass is gonna offend me. I don't care what it is. You can try your best, but it ain't. You know. Nah, I'll say I've really never seen you get offended uh, or upset too often. Um, <laughs> uh, you've only seen me yell once or twice at me. I don't. Th- I don't think I actually yelled at you. I may have barked a little bit, but I didn't yell at it you. A, it was a stern. I yelled it was at that. A stern I yelled voice. at the group at that one time with the reader eight thing that you took such a. Uh, comic relief too what was it you said you said so you were telling somebody some story about when i was yelling at the pile of them and you said i've never heard anybody yell the word reiterate before <laughs> reiterate <laughs> i was yeah i don't want to use names but uh yeah. there was two co-workers that were less than um oh uh how can i word that without sounding completely like an asshole they were less than productive in comparison <laughs> to the rest of the group oh yeah um and one of them decided to catch me at a not great time and say things that she probably shouldn't have. And I reminded her that I yelled at her before this. I yelled at her a year before about this. And mm-hmm. It was interesting. Yeah. I've, I've gotten many arguments with people behind the bar, but not really, Jim. Because you're always right. Well, again. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why I get along with Jim so well. You know, it's very you're, easy going. You're always right. <laughs> Until you're not. Until I'm not. And then everything hits the fan. I like him. Yeah. Every, yep. Um, other than Baltimore, I know you'd like to go somewhere a little more quieter, but where else would you like to live? If you could live anywhere. Oh, I couldn't. I, I, I've not seen half the places in the world that I want to see yet, so I couldn't make a decision. Somewhere around the world, though? You think if you had the opportunity? Um, yeah, I'd like to go stay in a few different places. Yeah. I mean, uh, New Zealand's always sounds cool. Australia sounds cool. Any of the, um, like the small islands sound pretty cool. I wouldn't mind seeing Ireland. Yeah. Um, somewhere way up north where I can see the Northern Lights for mm-hmm. a season or two. That'd be kind of cool. A friend of ours was talking about, uh, or a friend of a friend's, they had their honeymoon there yeah. in Iceland. Mm-hmm. I think somewhere up there. And like the Northern Lights were never, like, it was like, in the past 25 years, they were never as strong as they were that night. Oh, good for them. And they were like, it was insane. It was yeah. like it was like movie quality. Yeah. That's, like it was crazy. Out of so. everything in the world, there's only two things I really want to see. And that's the old school redwoods, like way oh, that's cool. northern yeah. mm-hmm. and the northern lights. Like I always those are the two things that I- that tree that has a hole in it. You can drive through. Mm-hmm. That's in there, right? Yeah, there's, there's a, a bunch of them. Or whatever. There's a couple of them, yeah. That's crazy. I mean, it, I'm trying to fathom how a tree could be that wide. Because it's like- uh, Cut out. And 600 years old or something? Yeah. I mean, it's been there forever and ever and ever. That's a relatively young one because they don't talk about where the really old ones actually are. As people just go cut them down, they cut them down. Very true. Probably right. Humanity sucks. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate, say the least. The uh, I I I would like to use the Ireland Mm. for me, right? Because I think that even though I'm not Irish, I found that out. We did a. I would highly disagree with that visually, but I'll play yeah, along with wouldn't you. Wouldn't um, you? I am. Well, I'm also a very small percentage, surprisingly. Really, I'm. I'm, I'm more not, English than Irish. They said I'm not. A, no, they said I'm not at all. I don't think. A little bit. Was it? I thought I was like. Yeah. I thought I was. You're. I was like uh, English, you Nordic, or something. I was, no, from like the UK. 
the UK, Welsh, and African. <laughs> well, we all are. Like, I, no, I'm like, uh, according to science, I'm like, uh, that's what they, I'm like mean. 6% West African. Hmm. So it was, it was astonishing to me because I've always been told I was German and Irish, which makes sense because of my name at birth was my last name was Heilman, which is super German. Yeah. And everything else about me is Irish. Hmm. So it just made sense, but it's lied to. And obviously everybody else above me was lied to. It's been a lot going on for generations. Yeah. I mean, my last name's Italian, but do I look Italian? <laughs> I don't know, but, but you are, your brother could pass as Italian. Okay. So yes, that's true. So it's like you got, they just I'm the odd you. one out. Yeah. <laughs> Milkman. <laughs> You're 100% USPS. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, so yeah. We don't have Milkman anymore. That's true. <laughs> mailman yeah, gets you're all definitely the Definitely Milkman. Now. Definitely, yeah. That was prior to Amazon, too. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> That's what the future kids are going to be saying, Amazon. <laughs> the Amazon guy is going to be looking around like, yeah, it might have been me. Mm. I'm trying to think the last time. I was trying to think the last time we bartended together. I was trying mm-hmm. to think if it was. I don't think it was at Dempsey's. I think it was at Spirits. It might have been. And that I was think, a good night. Yeah. I want to say it might have even been the Dempsey's reunion. I, that's the only Spirits. time we actually tended bar together at Spirits. Yeah. Previous to that, it was just kind of you working that's and me hanging one, out or vice versa. Yeah, that's a one-man bar. Like, yeah. That's a very... That bar is no wider than this room. Like, longer. Like, it carries 10 stools, 12 stools. Yeah, maybe 10 or 12. Not and many. two tables and a pool table. That's a And even the spot. pool table doesn't have enough room. No, it's good. And tacos are good. I mean, I don't know if they still are. They're different, but I've heard they're still good. Yeah. Well, I, like the store he bought all the meat and stuff from yeah. was not open anymore. That kind of is kind of illegal a little bit. So, like, he really wasn't doing that in the proper way, and they couldn't keep doing it that way. So, they had to then um, revamp things a little bit. So well, I imagine you can't just take $60 out of a drawer before your shift, walk down to the corner store, and buy a bunch of taco meat and shells. I mean, you could. I've, like I've worked did, at some so. bars <laughs> where they would give me 100 bucks out the drawer and say, go to the liquor store and come back with booze and give me the hand cart. But that's... Not technically legal. That makes sense. Honestly, there's a lot, I'm sure there's a lot more rules and regulations to uh, the liquor board oh, yeah. that you have. That's yeah, that's one thing that would be like a big uh, thing if I ever owned a bar. Would be all like the hoops you guys jump through. It's, it's never ending. Yeah. Never. And as soon as you figure them out, there's 20 more they throw on every day. That's insane. I couldn't do it. Could not do it. I'm already hating that thought process uh-huh. i mean I'm, I'm assuming it's probably like building a house like your oh, kids yeah, it's all the five same. years ago are no longer good now yeah what makes sense that was the thing about bar bar when i was talking to what's her face about buying that place she was grandfathered in from 30 years ago so if i were to take that place over and her thing was you know i'll hold the knot and just you pay me off and by the time i paid her off that you know half a million bucks or 400 whatever it was then it's a new business in my name. Her name comes off of it. Well, now, okay, it took me 20 years to pay off that million bucks, whatever mm-hmm. it was. And now I've got to take a loan out to bring it up to code, to bring it up to speed, to bring everything you know yeah. up to date, which I'd have been stuck in Fell's Point. I'd have been married to that building for the remainder of my life yeah. by the time I got it all paid off and done to where I could see some kind of profit out of it. And I just couldn't, I couldn't sign up for that. It's a, it's a, you're investing a lot more yeah. than more than money. Yeah, it's more that's beyond money. Yeah, and yeah. it's not opening any other business. 
I think the restaurant bar industry is. Uh, it's your life. Yeah. It's you're married to that place. That's like you never leave it. You're there. Yeah. It's like you're you're making a home for the public. I mean, that's kind of what that's it is. That's really it. I mean, it's like the place where everybody wants to come in and mm-hmm. feel welcome, for sure. And the other thing that I feel about bartending is, I know I literally just said this to Jesse, but the feeling of if you've never worked in the service industry, then that's also a flaw. Like, because if you work in the service industry, you, you have a, a a compassion for the people that work in the service mm-hmm. industry, and you know because they get dogged, they get treated poorly. It's a constant. So I kind of I worked in a weird service industry, I, <laughs> not an illegal or nude <laughs> yeah. sex. This could go a lot of different oh, ways. It's gonna be weird. a lot more boring than you think it is. I used to work in a card store for like Magic cards, Yu Gi Oh cards, Pokemon mm. cards. And um, so that's a retail job, but usually, usually you're dealing with weird people that won't complain or like yeah, like, yeah, know, different social aspects. Like, so it's not like a real retail job. Like I'm not getting yelled at nearly as much as like someone who works at Kohl's is. Yeah, I, I guess that's like good with me. Is I had like I've had like fourteen, fifteen jobs. Have you really? I've had a lot. Wow. I've done it all. I've worked at gas stations. I've worked at retail stores. I've worked in uh, corporate jobs, non-corporate jobs, government jobs. I've done a lot. And it's uh, nothing quite like a bar or a restaurant because like all the arguments I had with these people, like at the end of the day, the next day when the shift started, like we all knew we had to work together to get it going in the right direction. So it kind of like sucked at the same. It was like a family, but at the same time, it was like your brothers You're and sisters. The, the bar, or are you talking about the previous places? Bar, bar. Well, that's just, that's just it. It's like you, after a while of working there, when you actually start getting into arguments with people, you've gotten to a point where it's like you're kind of like some dysfunctional little family yeah. where you know you're going to see you tomorrow. Where you would call your brother or your sister some of the most hard things in the mm-hmm. world, and tomorrow you're just like, yeah, whatever, and you just Go roll on past it. it. You know, yeah. it's just what it is. Yeah, that's a. That's I mean, that's what I always kind of felt like it was. Yeah, I mean, it's like a, like a brother and sister yeah. argument, which I didn't have because I'm an only child. Yeah. Bar gave you that. And Bar gave me that. Bar gave me my siblings. That's yeah. it. That's what they did. Now, hey, that's uh, refing soccer. I can kind of relate, I yeah, guess. That's Parents similar. can be assholes. No, nah, for sure. Like, you're constantly getting bagged on. Like, you're doing your job <laughs> and, you know I mean, like, your job's pretty straightforward, right? Like, you're just supposed to tell you what's wrong and what's right. And yeah. and you got to kind of, like, stand up for whoever you're refing with. Because, like, yep. if the parents are badgering on your line ref, you know, even if they're making wrong calls, you still got to stand up for them. Yeah, and I mean, I think that uh, their opinion is what's right. And that's kind of what happens in the restaurant industry. Like, the customer's always right. The, the parents are always right in refing. <laughs> And then like, your customers do crazy shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And their customers are dumb. And I want to tell one story where um, I was refing U6. So this is like easy 20 bucks. You know, six-year-olds just mob the ball and run around. They can't even, like, they don't even <laughs> understand the sport. But the parents haven't been, most of them, you know, it's, if it's their first kid, they haven't been in this sort of environment anymore. So they get, like, really into it. <laughs> Or, like, stuff like that. They're into it more than the kids. Like, yeah. a lot of them are trying to live through their kids yeah. playing soccer. Um, but anyways, there's a six-year-old playing soccer and stuff. And these two dads start talking shit to each other. 
the one like starts talking shit about his wife calling her a slut and stuff and next thing i know they're fist fighting on the field at a six-year-old soccer game and the police are called and <laughs> and that's what i have to look forward to <laughs> and that happens in that's restaurants and bars absolutely too. <laughs> all the time all the time mm. I remember, I'm not going to name names. Those are the fun days. (laughs) I'm not going to name names, but I remember opening up for a morning shift. I want to say you were working. and Me? I I think so. If not, not, it was maybe me and Leroy. But I thought you were working more, and I think I was running service, but I'm not sure. So uh, there was a server and a hostess that got into an argument like the day before. Mm -hmm. And it was something about not seating in her area, blah, blah, blah. So that next morning, we all opened. Which everybody's miserable anyway because we all went out and drank and it was one o'clock, two o'clock when we got home. Wake up at eight o'clock. We're all kind of hungover coming into work. It sucked. So we get in and they're talking about like, you, you know, like seat me properly today. And they get into like an argument and she walks away to fill up tea. Or I'm filling tea and she walks away into the service station. And the hostess follows her in and like backs her into a corner. And I'm like walking out, like holding these tees like this, trying to like <laughs> separate them. And like one's trying to like throw fists over the top of my shoulder. I'm like, and Leroy's like freaking out. It was a miserable thing. But then like next day, nothing was wrong. Yeah, no, it's, it's a one for the books. That's what's great about it. Nothing, nothing you, really matters. It's just another day. You're just there. <laughs> just, I'm just here to make money and leave. Yeah. It's a, but I love you guys too. Yeah. But at the same time. <laughs> You know, you, you had your you had your clicks. It's like high school. That's yeah. Yeah, you had your clicks and people you would invite out and people you wouldn't invite out and hope would just go home early. It's good time. Good time. So I heard you talk about, you know, I mean, obviously, you looked at like working at a fishing shop. Mm-hmm. Maybe your retirement plan. Um, maybe retirement plan. Yeah. I don't know that I want to jump into my escape activity as a paycheck activity it's very true because that would then make my escape time work for somebody you know and that would i would lose my ability to just disappear in it yeah and i think that's kind of what bartending uh i think half like i know you say like oh i'm lazy but i think i feel like bartending has allowed you to live that life for so long Mm. maybe that's why you stayed like it Gave you that availability on a Thursday when nobody else was fishing in the river at yeah. noon. You know, well, what I mean? so like, there's some truth to that. It gave you some opportunities that maybe a well, obviously a corporate job doesn't give you. Yeah, you know, so that might be some reason why the uh, the ability to leave it all there. You yeah. can show up, you can work, you do whatever. As soon as you clean up and leave, lock the doors, it's done. I don't have to think about it ever again. The one time I was like manager of a place, it never stopped. Yeah, like I'd close up and be done. I'd leave out of there by the time the stocked and money and things and whatever's all done of course sampling some of the you know luscious delights in the dark when nobody's around and just sitting there and <laughs> enjoying the quiet for an hour and then stumbling home at four in the morning or three in the morning and then the two owners aren't answering their phone there's an issue in the kitchen and they're calling me at seven thirty in the morning i'm like i just went to bed three hours ago and you're called there's uh, there's people that own the place that you could call. Why are you calling me? Yeah. Because I was the only one that would answer the phone. So it never, it never stopped. Mm. I was ecstatic about going to a place where I was just a bartender and show up and just tell bad jokes, make a half a <laughs> smile, crack a beer, and walk away. Yeah. Um, it was a nice, uh, it was an eye-opening experience that I enjoyed. But unless it's my name out front, I don't want to do that anymore. 
Yeah, I feel that. I it's funny because you like told me like telling a bad joke, cracking a half smile, but so when that's we worked literally at, what I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but when we worked at Dempsey's, there was like um kind of like a it wasn't like a review. It was like a guy that came in and like secret shoppers. Yeah, he, yeah, secret shoppers. So he came in, judge our performance, judge like our area and stuff like that. And it was the same guy. I don't know how, why they decided to send the same guy over and over again. Once I figured out the same guy. I remember we would go up and just greet him by his first name, mm-hmm. and we would get so cocky behind the bar. And like I would tell you, like, are you drinking a tequila sunrise this time? Like, you know, no mm-hmm. triple sec. All right. Like, I mean, I, we just knew exactly what he would drink when he mm-hmm. came in. It was really funny. And uh, he, like, so me and Jim got him the same day. Like, they, like we would get a $100 gift card if we got 100%. Mm-hmm. And supposedly 100% never happened. But once we knew who the guy was... <laughs> It was they like stop sending him. <laughs> it, it was like no more bad jokes. Full smile. We would yep. go up, give him exactly what he wanted. Be in and out in five minutes. And we saw the same story. He was waiting for his son to get his. Mm-hmm. Like he was at the store. He just got his ticket. He's going to save his spot for him, but he never came. his hat down. Mm-hmm. And dude, it was like a headache. But I remember just like always having to like put on. And I feel That's like all it is. it's all show. I didn't get enough of like the uh, uh, like Fells Point. I, I got a lot more corporate bartending mm-hmm. experience. And it was kind of like overworked. You know, it was kind of like working for a corporate job yeah. versus working for like a family business. Well, and the only reason I stayed as long as I did at Dempsey's was because that first year or two working there, you'd work 10 or 12 days in a row and you're walking with five, $600 a day. Yeah. And it's just buckets of money that yeah. was real easy. And it's it's not like you're in some hoity-toity place. You're cracking Miller Lights and Bud Lights and yeah. making vodka cranberries or Tito's and vodka and... Yeah, they. It was just simple. Yeah, it was, it was easy money. Times were times were easier when the money was good. The one time I had a guy come in and ask for an old fashioned, I looked at him funny. I was like, "Where was the last place you had an old fashioned?" Because <laughs> you're asking for an old fashioned at a ballpark, they're gonna get in a plastic cup. What is your level of expectation here with <laughs> <Yeah>. this fifteen dollar <laughs> drink you're ready to order? Yeah, and it was always expensive too. I, I love when people ordered like doubles. I'm like, nineteen sixty two. Yeah. That's how much it costs. You still remember the price? It was, you know. Got me beat. I just tell him 20 bucks. I don't know. It's like 20 bucks. I'll be right back with your change. <laughs> That's exactly. It's like frantic. Yeah. Uh, 20? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Give me a dollar. No, that, was, that was the best thing is we didn't have change though. Well, we had quarters. But yeah. It wasn't like big breakdowns. It was really easy to get in. I enough. just rounded up or down. Mm. That's nightmares. Loved it. Hated it. I miss it. that shit, man. I miss it. I don't miss Dempsey's. I, I miss Dempsey's and... The first two or three years of being there. Yeah. I mean, I miss the people. Yeah. Right? Like I mean, we, even the crowd. Like, when it was crowded and busy and it was, you know, it was it was oh, fun. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, when when we were, like, vibing and everything was, like, just... Yeah, it was great. Yeah, dude. it was good. Yeah. Because I remember, like, things were so fast. Like, I wasn't even... I remember just ripping receipts. My, my area would always be shitty. Like, I would always... I would just take receipts. I wouldn't even throw them in the trash. I would just rip them off the printer and just throw them on the ground. So, it would just be, like, a tornado on my side. And then Jim's side would be, like, crystal clean. Like, nothing. <laughs> right? And, like... <laughs> We had a bucket. Well, we had a trophy. I always loved using the trophy, and then somebody took it away. I don't know why. But we had like a bucket. Because we, we couldn't. Put, we weren't allowed to have nice things. That's why. Yeah, we really couldn't. <laughs> we provided nice things, and we did our job well, but we got shit on. And that's the truth. And I think that's what drove us away. Yeah. We, we were starting to get <clears throat> criticized for doing things that were not meeting corporate standards, but hadn't met corporate standards for years. And it wasn't meeting corporate standards because they weren't making the money that corporate wanted. Mm. But the thing was, is you you split your intake and customers or fans but in half and then you upped your prices 
mm. all the time. You remember, I so I saw one of the uh, after party people mm-hmm. all like uh, a couple months ago. Oh wow! And he completely ignored me. Act like he didn't. Heineken. Know. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So a, I don't want to say names just in case for some reason I don't know. Yeah, fuck him. I don't even know. I don't. Really I, care. I wouldn't even. I I don't even want to. I don't want to see it sound like a dick by saying yeah. this, but I really don't know his name. I think. I, yeah. <laughs> I just know him as Heineken. That's yeah. all I know. I know, yeah. I know drinks, visuals, and yeah. drinks. That's all I got. And so yeah, I saw him. And he didn't like say anything to me. I was like, he was so mad at me. I guess <laughs> he probably had no idea who you were. Probably. Probably. That got was it. one of the things I learned when the blues bar closed because I had all these people that knew my name, all these people that I saw all the time. Oh, I couldn't yeah. go and. I used to walk up the street to the titty bar to have drinks because it was the only place in Fells Point that I could just go sit and be alone. Yeah. Like I didn't have to worry about chatting with anybody or talking to anybody because anybody sitting there ain't paying attention to me. And them girls in there knew enough to know I was the bartender down the street and just set me off the corner, give me a bunch of booze and I'd just sit there and be quiet and I'd just hold up a dollar and let them walk by and take it. Like I just <laughs> wanted to sit there and be left alone. You know. And after a while I got to know their their baby daddy's names and their dog's names and their six kids names. Like I knew the backstory, so they weren't really, there was no allure to them anymore. <laughs> They're just people. But um, when that blues bar closed, it was really strange to see people that I saw every week, sometimes multiple times a week and I'd pass them on the street and I would barely get a head nod. It's like you used to spend your entire week hanging out with me and now I get a nod as you're walking by. You know, like it was oh, yeah, handshakes and hugs and come to the house and everything. And then it's like, eh. And they keep right on going. I'm like, all right, man, cool. I get it. That was a an interesting awakening to to realize. I mean, like, I used to drive these people home. Yeah. There's people, I and mean, then I still talk to a couple of them, but I would be the probably the most liquored up one in the bunch at the end of the night. And I'd be like, ah, don't drive, man. I'll get you home. And I put them in the van. I take them home. <laughs> Not the best idea for me, but that's what I used to do. You know. Yeah. The uh, bartending thing like made me an adult, like, cause. I got a, like a bunch of eye openers I didn't see before. Mm. And I bar backed once before I bartended. And I saw things that I was like, I'm still a child. Like I am like, <laughs> I mean, I'll say drugs. I mean like hard drugs, not like pot. Like uh, I've been to parties. What hard where, drugs? Explain. I'm curious. Oh, I've seen like like lines of coke on the back of the toilet mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. constantly. And like that thing was like super eye opening for me because I was like, wait, like you guys just do cocaine like that's just a thing <laughs> i mean like like people just do that on the right i mean like uh, i mean i don't know i just didn't think it was as like bold and i was also like you know young i was only 19 20 hmm. so when i started going out drinking and stuff like that like that's when it got to like you saw it more regularly i guess as like an adult but that the bar opened my eyes up it made me see what you be- see a lot of things in that uh in that little world dude it's insane it's part of the reason why i am the way i am i'm sure I mean, you've, you've been introduced to so many different things. Uh, That's honestly probably the reason why you fish a lot. Uh, because it doesn't involve all the dumb, crazy shit of the world. and You can just hang out and relax. That, and you don't uh, have to give up your dollars at the titty bar. Yeah, that's true. Out I, you know, I would sit there and I would play the snake game on my phone. New, and I would have my... Nokia? Yeah. I would have... <laughs> I think I had a Motorola something or other. But I had, uh, you know, my little glass of Coke and I had my little thing of whiskey and... The girl knew me because one of the regulars brought me up there, and I walked in. I got a handshake, and hey, this is my buddy, and hey, oh, hey nice to meet you. What are you guys drinking? And I said, a week or two went by. I was like, oh, that place wasn't too bad. I'll go back in there. So I went and said, girl looked at me. She remembered me, remembered my name. She Whiskey? I'm like, yeah. She poured my whiskey. It got to the point where I will go there every Saturday on my lunch break because I would open at noon, 11, 
and I'd be there till two or three a.m. and I get a break when the second guy came in. So I would walk up there and I'd by the time I went from the front door to the bar, she had my whiskey, she had my 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 water and my coke, whatever I was drinking. She had it all sitting there ready for me. I'd hand her a twenty dollar bill. She'd walk off the register. She'd come back. She'd hand me my change and it was a ten of five and five ones. <laughs> I'd give her the 10, put the five in my pocket, and I would sit there and I'd play the snake game and just hand up it. I'd see the shoes and I'd just hand up a dollar and she'd just take it and keep right on going. <laughs> I didn't even look up. Like, I didn't even care. Like, it was, you know, after, I don't know, after a month or three, you've seen them on, you see them all, they're all the same. You start learning the stories. That's when it, that's when it started to get fun when you like, when you learn some of the backstories. Like, then it became the, the psychological, like, personal interaction to like learn why and how people end up where they end up and what they do, which to me was kind of one of the only other jobs I want to do was some kind of psychiatry or psychiatrist or something where like sit in a chair and listen to people just splather on and try and figure out what they do and why and picking apart those things. I've, uh, I don't know if I could try to figure out other people cause I can barely figure out myself. It's easier for other people. You think so? Oh yeah. That's why you're so good at giving advice. You got me down to And that's tea. why I'm completely screwed for myself because <laughs> I can help other people, but I can't do nothing for me. This is very true. I don't think you're screwed. I think no, you. No, I'm just, I, I you lived a, a bunch of nice, shit. lavish life in the city. Enjoyed every lavish. moment of it. That's an interesting way to word that. Hey, every time I've sat down at the bar, either next to you or in front of you, <laughs> it's been pretty, I'll say lavish. Drank good beer, good tequila. Mm. Like, people, like, so I, I haven't seen Jim since that time at Fells, and it's been right before COVID. Like COVID just started. So I remember, like you walked in, I went to shake your hand. Like, should we shake hands? Like, is this thing weird now? And we shook hands because. Are we at my house? No, at uh, Daily Grind. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, when, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, like, was right when it started. That was the first time I met you as well. Because the reason I know this is because we worked all day, uh-huh. right? And then a bar down. We were working there. <laughs> yeah, we were working there. I mean, yeah. they have Wi-Fi. I used to do it all the time. That's I love that place because they'll let you sit there for six hours. As long as you buy something, yeah, and I hang bought a out coffee and, don't and I just sat there. Yeah. You know I mean? So we worked because uh, we went to Tier Point Two, and then we went afterwards after work. We went to <clears throat> Lee's Pint in Canton because, as a joke. <laughs> As a joke, they were doing 50 cent Coronas. And I was like, you know what? Let's go up there. Man, it sounds like a... So we went up there. We got two subs or two like uh, wraps. We got a dozen oysters for 50 cents an oyster and six beers for 50 cents a beer. And we ended up paying like $26. Wow. And I was like, damn, listen. It's not a bad deal. It's funny, right? But now like COVID's like really scary. So now it's not that funny because we just sat at a bar and... I think it's funnier because you did it. Yeah. <laughs> and that place had a case. And that place had a case and you shut down. Oh, that yeah. Place. The whole, the whole <laughs> Canton, like half the places in oh, Canton yeah. had something. Multiple times. Like, yeah. they shut down, reopen, shut down. Um, shit, I lost my chat thought. Oh, uh, so we FaceTimed once. And I I, 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 get, I was going to get down with the uh, one shot, one beer reference. And that's how I was saying living lavish. And mm. people don't understand. Uh, like, you know, you go out to a bar and I feel like. Me and Jesse, we go out to a bar. We have an agenda, right? <laughs> like the reason we're going out to a bar is we're going to with a plan in our minds. <laughs> like we, you know, we didn't drive there. We know what's happening. You know, we know the outcome of the night and the next morning. We already know what's happening. But when I, we would go out to the bar, you and me, or if I would come to a bar while you were working, it would be like, hey, I'm going to stop up for a, a one in one, one beer, one shot, a one in one. I'd get it's there. Usually more like three and three. And you, you kind of learn that after a while. And three and three becomes five and five. And then it's like Jim Castellani Crouch. <laughs> and it's more often than not, it's how it goes. And that's why it was 
that's what I call lavish. What's mm-hmm. lavish is you and me walking into a bar, knowing the bartender, and instead of saying, what well, would you guys like days. to drink? They're already like holding two up in the air and like almost twisting a top off waiting for us to say <laughs> no. Like, you know what I mean? Waiting for us to just like scream, no, 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 we want something else because they know no. that's not going to happen. And they sit there down, then they would, same thing, two shot glasses and start reaching for the tequila like, do you want me to grab this? And then they're just waiting for a no, 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 no. But that was never. They always never better. Happened. And they put the bottle there and we'd pour and every time we'd like put money out under the shot glass mm. and then if another shot, more money under the shot glass, another shot, more money under the shot glass. It would just stay there. And then at the end of the night, she'd be like, oh. God, you have better stories and better memories than I do. I don't remember any of that. <laughs> well, after you do it, it's like a repetition. After you mm. do it enough, it just kind of yeah, is all one. I don't, yeah. That's what, that's what you think happened. That's what I think happened. <laughs> now, I mean, I remember. What do I, uh, I say this because it's funny. One of my favorite stories about uh, spirits is when I would bartend that, like, we've already gone over that. I don't like scary things. I don't like <clears throat> things that, I don't like the feeling of being scared. I don't know why, but when I was bartending spirits one night, we decided to watch all the Halloweens. Oh, yeah. That's right? a great thing to do. Oh, yeah, that's scary. Though. In a joint had, that used fun. to be a mortuary. You know? That's yeah, a so great I, thing I had, to do. I had, we had no customers, right? <laughs> Nothing. Pitch. And it was, it was, it was winter. I mean, no, it was, uh, it was Halloween. Fall. It was like right around Halloween. And it was like fall weather, kind of cool outside. I remember having to go down and get beer to stock it. And like going down, okay, so first of all, the stairs were like, <laughs> like, Instant. You have, with all these stories, you have to bring him down there at some oh, yeah, point yeah. and show him this place. Like, I, we'll, we will go to Spirits like soon because I just I thought they weren't open. That's why I wouldn't mm, even go. No, they're back. back. Nice. So their stairs like are just like wood, and they're like wood, and then they're like the first landing is like a piece of plywood, super sketchy. Yeah, it's a piece of plywood like, that's on two loose cinder blocks. I used to. <laughs> it's I, not even. It's not even bolted. It's not even part of the floor. It's I used just to two step. cinder blocks because otherwise it was like a. 25 inch drop to the first step i would step all the way up i would always st- skip the platform I'd step <laughs> i would literally just lunge up to the top because i didn't trust it oh well, it was good but downstairs they had a fridge with all the beer and it was like a big but it's all the way in the back mm-hmm. and it was like a not i don't it wasn't concrete floor was it concrete floor maybe it was just a bunch of dirt it was concrete floor <laughs> and the 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 dropway where they drop the kegs down yeah they put like um sandbags it was basically sandbags but it wasn't just straight up sand it was like gravel or yeah. kitty litter or something like it was something it was but they like busted open. kitty litter-esque but it was i guess stone or pebble or something like that so they would drop these you know half kegs down a six foot basement hole pretty, when it yeah. hit and you know if you're down there it thuds pretty pretty good but yeah, it was it was dirty down there. <laughs> it was dingy as shit. And he set it up to be like a haunted house like six years ago and never took it down. <laughs> so there was like baby dolls and like cut off heads it's and true, yeah. a guillotine or electric chair. Electric yeah. chair. So you watch this these movies all and these had to restock beer. Then I had to run out there and get beer. And I was like, God damn it. So that's like because they closed at one. It was like twelve thirty. And these two cars come zooming up. The up wolf, mm-hmm. right? And it's a one way going down. Stop right out front of spirits. Everybody gets out, like looking at me. I'm like, fuck, we're about to get robbed. <laughs> like, it's just me and Shannon in a bar. I'm like, dude, we're about to get robbed. Like, they're coming up the wrong way. Eight people hop out of these cars. And literally, they all start laughing, like dancing or something, hopping in the car and drive off. I'm like, nope, we're closing up. 1230, <laughs> lock the doors, blinds come down. I'm like, I've seen this movie a time or two. Uh, That's not happening. That's funny. Yeah, that was that place. Well, anyways. It's, it's been fun. about an hour. Really? Yeah, we've been talking. Damn. I got I got one more question for you. Just because I want to say Because I don't think I've ever asked you this. I was curious as to how long your uh, your itinerary was. No, this, is, this is like... I mean, the itinerary can go one and one and all. Mm. So, mm. But... Never ending. Good. Not everything's on the itinerary. Mm. 
The itinerary is delicately outlined by the Shenandoah. Um The girls room. The girls room. Um, where did you get your love of fishing? How did you get into fishing? Because like, I know your backstory, and none of that includes fishing. So I don't know where you got it from. Growing up, um, there was a pond at the top of my, my street. So that was my first, like, okay, I'm going to go to the pond. And I spent, you know, pretty much all day, every day up there crawling around this pond, turtles and snakes and critters and whatever. Um, grandfather was closest thing I had to a, you know, day-to-day father. He would take me out and we would go to the little state park there and we would catch bluegill and, you know, catfish or whatever it was. When it got to teenage years, like late, early, early early double digits just before teenage years. Then I started to kind of withdraw from all that kind of stuff, I guess. Made a bunch of friends that still went out and spent a bunch of time in the woods, but we were, you know, miscreants doing miscreant things. (laughs) And um, there wasn't a whole lot of fishing and all that kind of stuff involved. That was always there, but never really, you know, that kind of just died off Mm. as far as a day-to-day thing flashing forward a bunch of years DUI got me to break my little routine and I was hanging out with Buddy who was a ultra marathon runner same one with the ticket thing at the Bertucci's place mm. <laughs> and um, he would go train for his ultra marathons so he'd go run the trails of gunpowder well I then just started walking around these gunpowder trails just looking at junk in the water and I was like well I'll get a little fishing rod and I'll start playing with these little fish and then next thing you know, it went to another fishing rod. And then it went to, oh, I'm going to try a fly rod and see what that's like. Because I've never used one of those before. So I found one at the Dick's Sporting Goods or something like that for like 100 bucks for the whole package deal. Got that. Ended up going out there with that for a time or two and took a liking to that. Next thing you know, I spent a small fortune on a lot of fly fishing gear and yeah. junk. So that's something I've always had as a kid. Like, like I said, in third grade, I, my the job of choice was an entomologist and, you know, the teacher that I... You know, when it was, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it was a, a lawyer and a nurse and a doctor and a fireman and a, you know, an army guy and whatever. And I raised my hand and said, an entomologist. And she's like, what is that? Like, what do you I, mean? Same response I yeah, just gave well, you. But, yeah, but I was in third grade. And <laughs> and um, I said, it's a bug doctor. And she's like, oh. And she just kind of went on. The guy that lived up the street apparently was some kind of scientist. So I got a bit of information from, you know, that guy. But. One of the few memories I have of my father is like fond memories. He built me this like uh, maybe two by two cedar box that had a double layer like cork bottom so I could catch all these bugs and pin them and save them and, you know, put the names and all that jazz. And I was Mm. like, I had to have been first grade, like young, first, second grade because by third grade he was, I mean, you know, health issues. But by that time he was already kind of, you know, immobile. But yeah, that's one of the few memories I have. So like, I've always had that like outside, yeah, critters kind of nature thing. I think there's one thing I just don't know about you. Like, I didn't know that it, it started that early. Like, I, I mean, know, I, like, I was young, young, you know? like young, young, like walking to school and you know, elementary school and picking up critters and you know, taking them into class. I mean, the first time those <laughs> seventeen years cicadas came out, yeah, God, I loved it. I thought it was the greatest thing in the world. I was picking them up all over the place and just throwing them in school. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. It made my day. Um, no, that's that's always been there, even when I was young, like young, young. Hmm. Awesome, sick man. Well, thanks for coming on. Um, you know, as I said, I think you've given me a lot of advice. 
uh, career path, life. Take maybe half of it. Yeah, well, <laughs> shit's already in play right now, Jim. You can't say that now. You know, I mean, you think, uh, I, uh, I think back on just meeting you, super timid, you know, because you were like, me? The big I'm, bad I'm, bartender? I, no, I was timid. You have a you. whole different outlook on me Same. than I do. Well, now I don't. You know what I mean? Now it's, I just, it took a lot of warming up. So, just like it took a lot to get you on the podcast. I think you asked and I said yes. That's very true. <laughs> might have been some coffee talks. There might have been, I don't know. Might have been some stuff. Honestly, Jim would have probably done it no matter what. So. <laughs> you asked me, I'll do it. It's very true. Anything else you want to talk about? I don't know. I was, I was leaving up to you with the questions. Yeah. I, I told you, I feel well, all about out of you. place with this thing it's in front of me and this stuff. This, this episode's all about you. So I'm, not, no, I'm, I'm here for you. <laughs> here in support, moral support. I'm, I'm here for you, yeah. Mm. If you take anything from this, Jim's here for us. Thanks. He's here yeah. for you, too. Yeah. yeah. Just give him a call. <laughs> I'll take you out fly fishing. I, you know, or the bar, whatever you prefer. Oh. <laughs> Both. Or both. <laughs> yeah. Start out with fishing, then get some snacks, and then we'll go to the bar. Yeah. No, we'll make a. We'll make I'm out of practice uh, now, so I can't hang with the three and three and five and five no, and seven and that's seven not anymore. True. Three months ago, you did. I and think we're all out of practice. Because I, I was in my own house, and once I hit end on that phone call, nobody saw what happened after yeah. that. That's very true. Well, somebody did see what happened after well, that. Unfortunately, Shan saw it. And she was like, what happened? I didn't think you had that much drink. Like, well, yeah, I was hiding the bottle of tequila we were drinking out of. So That did turn into a long conversation. I remember sitting there. I was like, well, I got two beers left. I'm good. And I remember walking downstairs and they're like, you want to do a shot? I'm like, yeah, I can do a shot. So I go down and get a bottle of tequila. I'm pouring a shot of tequila. And I like look in the fridge. There's like seven more beers. I'm like, cool. drink another beer? <laughs> like that half an hour FaceTime turned into like a three hour FaceTime. It was probably pretty close to that. Yeah, it was good. Not a lot to talk about. I haven't seen each other in a while. That's how it goes. One of the few I do miss. Yeah. Well, Jim. I did on that. <laughs> yeah. Jim, thanks for coming in, dude. It's uh, uh, I appreciate yeah, you having me. It fun. has been fun. We'll uh, have to do. We can probably get one at Spirits. But an episode at Spirits, maybe that might let us come in. I don't see place. why I wouldn't. We'll see. I don't no know. promises. I don't know. Ryan? No, yeah, Ryan's good people. You, so you might know. Yeah, yeah. Ryan's good people. Well, sick. Uh, cool. Adios. Adios. Good night. That's the our, our smoke. Our, I don't know the French one. Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. <laughs>